Hey friends and welcome back to Holy Spirit Soapbox. I'm your host Dan. We have a very special guest on the show today and a really exciting show today. Not not like the other ones aren't, but I figured you wouldn't want to keep hearing only my voice. I don't like hearing my own voice, so I feel bad for you every single week when you listen to our episodes. I'm partially kidding there. No, but my wife, Stacy, is joining us to talk about Jesus stuff, primarily our marriage and the road that led up to it, and not only our marriage between each other, but our marriage with God. Today's episode is a guest life experience segment called A Marriage Worth Fighting For. Stacy. Welcome to the show. It's exciting to finally have you on. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited that we can do this together today. Me too, me too. It's great that we have the opportunity to do this, seriously. So let's just jump right into it. It's a longer one today. Do you want to kind of set up the story slash tee it off or whatever you call it? (laughs) Sure. So it took us so long to realize how much we actually love marriage and how much marriage means to God. We had taken a premarital counseling course with our pastor, who has now moved on to really cool things within the congregation. Um, But that premarital counseling course has never left the back of our minds throughout all of these years being married. Our individual testimonies are both fairly long, but our marriage was really where we started to lift off and get extremely close to God individually, which ultimately led us getting much closer to each other as well. Right. The best side of all stories is all sides, where we can get all views of a certain situation. Mm. The goal of this episode is not only to share our testimony, to show you how God has worked continuously in our lives, but to maybe give hope to some of you who may be having issues within your relationships. We're really going to paint this vivid picture of the highs and lows of our relationship. So we're hoping that you can understand that. Um, (laughs) And both of us are so far from who we were in the past. Seriously. Um, We pray that this doesn't reflect how you think of either of us now. Um, But either way, we really hope that this episode blesses you. Absolutely. So here's the context. We were both two separate people from different parts of the same state, totally different upbringings, Uh, Dan had a worldwide church of God, Seventh-day Adventist background, whereas I grew up in the Catholic church. We met in high school where we became friends first. Then we ended up dating after a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) uh, Things went well for many, many years, and then we finally got engaged. Yay! Yay. (laughs) However, (laughs) as the date of our actual marriage approached, our relationship became very rocky. Very. And Mm -hmm. eventually it came to this extreme screeching halt. Right. We ended up disappointing our friends and our families during this time, um, and maybe a little bit of each other. Uh, (laughs) For sure, yep. (laughs) But don't worry, we're going to get to the good part soon. (laughs) Um, At the time, those who understood stuck with us and wanted the best for us, but the actual date that we were supposed to get married didn't happen. And then another date we were supposed to get married didn't happen. And then another yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to start with your side of the story first, Danny? Yeah, sure. Yes, I, I call him Danny. Okay, everybody, I call him Danny. Yeah. <laughs> you call him Dan, whatever. I, I was I was going to say I was going to say like they don't know me as Danny, but here we are. Okay. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I appreciate all of that, you know, and and introing this whole thing here. Mm-hmm. I just remember being so into this girl, Stacy. Seriously, and and sometimes remember like the actual feeling I got when when you were around. I Aww. still get that feeling. <laughs> That's um, so cute. 
I've always had this constant struggle, though, right, with addictions. This is the truth. Alcohol or pills or women, friendships, many other things, okay? And and you might say I have an addictive personality. I don't, I don't know. But I, I've always had that constant struggle with something of, you know, some kind of addiction, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I used to play football, all right? And suffered from several injuries because I'm not a huge person, right? And I, I broke my collarbone. I separated my shoulder twice. So I was usually on some sort of a painkiller. Legally, of course. I was on some kind of a painkiller. About 10 or so years ago, I used to take a pill as soon as I would get to work. Okay? Without food and with coffee to get this weird buzz. It, it was just... It felt good, but I was like on this high, but my the coffee lifted my heart rate. It was just very odd, okay? But I would take pills to stay high until I left work, you know, so I didn't drive high. So I would time it perfectly, essentially, so that that high would wear off so I can drive home, and then I would get home and do it, right? So if any of you know the low from pills... Is very low. It's really low. And I would feel irritable and just straight up unhappy. I would continue to feel this low, I guess, with other things like friends or video games. Um, again, women, money, cars, clothes, you name it. Right? I, it, it continued on, these, these addictions to kind of fill that gap. And I was also... To give you more context, I was kind of weird uh, before high school. <laughs> it, I mean, even in high school, who am I getting? No, Honestly, no. I was really weird. Just all I still am, and oh I didn't get gosh. lots of attention from women or people in general. So as time went on, this changed, and I started using that as a drug. You know, after I got off the pills, mm-hmm. it was now women and friendships. It's a weird addiction. It's something you wouldn't even call an addiction, right? Mm-hmm. But I would flirt and try to get attention, okay? So this is just mm-hmm. a thing. I also didn't have many friends as a kid or a young adult where I consistently would seek approval from people mm. to get popular. And this included me falling back into those vices. It just continued on, primarily alcohol. And then I would go out literally until the break of dawn. I remember getting home and Stacy was getting ready for work. Mm-hmm. So I struggled a lot, you know, and it, it's just one of those things where I had to figure it out. Even though I had that background of God, I wasn't really a Jesus follower. I wasn't really believing in Jesus and God. So that is my side. Sorry if I rambled on a little bit, but... Let's get into your side. Yeah, no, that was great. Um, Thank you for sharing your side of the story. For sure. From my side of the story, it started out like a fairy tale. I mean, you know, meet a nice guy in high school. We started out first as friends, and then we start dating. Mm -hmm. Um, Two people who genuinely love being around one another, even to this day. Um, Yep, exactly. (laughs) And even after um, Danny (laughs) graduated from high school... (laughs) Um, and moved about an hour away from where we met. We continued to stay together. Um, 
we were two grades apart, so that's kind of a big deal in high school. But we continued to stay together. We talked every day, saw each other on the weekends or whenever we could for special things like your football games, yeah. <laughs> where I pray you wouldn't get injured. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we both worked full-time jobs and went to college days, nights, weekends, online, whatever fit into our schedules. And we just tried to see each other um, as much as we could. Right. Uh, we eventually bought a home together and moved in before being engaged or married, which, side note, we do not recommend doing this now, but that was our choice at the time um, yep. when we were young adults, yep. and th it's a big part of our story and our testimony now, so just know that that's one big area that we both changed in. <laughs> um, so yeah, we were living together before marriage, we were traveling together a lot all over the world, we had a lot of great trips together, yep. again, just loved being around each other. Um, but I noticed Danny started drifting away little by little. Um, he had gotten a fancy new job in the city where, um, you know, they started going out for drinks after work and started late staying out later after work and, um, started having more boys nights out with his friends or guys yeah. from work and then girls ended up being there or whatever. Um, I would find that out later. Um, you started. I remember specifically that that time where you did come home when I was getting ready for work in the morning, and I was just like, "This is not the yeah. Danny I have always known." There's so something crazy. going on. There's something different. Yep. Um, I I just I couldn't put my finger on it. Now we had been together for a long time, um, so it was my desire, my will, was to get a commitment from him. Um, I wanted to be engaged at least. I wanted to stop calling him my boyfriend and I wanted to know that he cared about me just, which sounds silly now, just because you, <laughs> you know, propose, yeah. um, you know, it's just like we were together, we were in love, but I, I just, for some reason I felt that need. Yeah. Um, Makes so sense. I also didn't like just living together with no solid commitment. I wanted to say my fiance or my husband and somehow feel mm -hmm. better about our relationship just because of a title. Yeah. <laughs> and that would fix everything. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Apparently not so much. Um, so after <laughs> what I would call gentle pressure, I guess. And now I know he also had some pressure from the outside too. Um, he proposed and I couldn't have been happier. I was just ecstatic that I could call him my fiance now and we were going to get married and we were getting serious and I knew he loved me and everything was going to be perfect going forward in my head, which was not the case. Um, so after, you know, a couple weeks, months, everything started going back to the way before. He was staying out late, seeming a little distance. What was happening? I don't know. And then as we or I started to plan our wedding, he just didn't really seem into it as yeah. our wedding shower or couple shower. Cause you know, I wanted him to be included in everything. Um, as it got closer and closer, he got colder and colder feet mm -hmm. up to the point where literally right before, and you probably remember this Danny, right before we walked in to our couple shower, we were arguing in the car about getting married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. That's sad, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's a sad time. Horrible. Um, I think just marriage started to hit him hard, and he realized he was not mentally ready for the commitment. But as he pulled further away, I was pushing harder to try to, quote-unquote, fix him. You know, I was trying to change him for the, quote-unquote, better. 
Yeah. It was like holding sand almost, you know, the tighter I tried to hold it to all together, the more he would slip away and it started crumbling and falling apart, falling out of my hands. It's like he was chasing other things and I was chasing him yeah. and we were just two dots going around and around and we were never connecting. Yeah. I even told him at one point when when he said, you know, he wasn't ready for commitment. I said, oh, you know, we could just get married now and we can fix it later. It sounds so <laughs> wrong when I say it out loud now. Yeah. But at that time when that mental state, I, you know, I was so excited and I wanted to fix everything. It just wasn't going to work out. So I couldn't take it anymore. I, you know, after months and months of this, I just didn't know what to do. And I knew something had to change. Right. Well, thankfully, my parents introduced me to God from birth. So um, I knew there was always someone out there listening, someone yeah. that truly cared for me, um, mm -hmm. cared for all of us and someone that could help. So I didn't really know what my relationship with Jesus looked like at that point. But all I remember is I vividly remember this just falling to my knees, tears streaming down my face. And I was literally crying out to God, Crazy. just asking for help. And that's when everything started changing. You had that firm foundation, right? You had the foundation that your parents guided you to get to that mm -hmm. solid rock foundation. And that's what really made the difference here, right? right? It's very excruciating, <laughs> Uh, going over all this, honestly, this is a time that we can just get uncomfortable and that's okay because being uncomfortable leads us closer to God. That's my, that's my understanding of all this, right? Yeah. And guilt still plays a role to this day. I'm not going to lie to you. I fight it by remembering that's not who I am anymore. It, it's just not. I just... Imagine I was like Pac-Man, right? To lighten the mood a little bit here. <laughs> going after those blinking ghosts, you know, right? The, the ghosts are blinking. Pac-Man, you can go and eat them up. But the ghosts would stop blinking. And they just destroy me. Or they were out to destroy me. Like, I would be right there to get rid of that ghost. And all of a sudden, it would turn back. And I'd kind of realize it, right? And the ghosts would just start eating at me. Right, right. And the guilt that I have is that I was chasing you mm. and trying to change your heart mm -hmm. instead of just trusting in God. It was literally just you chasing me around. Yeah. yeah. And right. and me chasing everything but you. But neither of those things helped the situation. Yeah. We seriously owe a lot to that pastor of ours. <laughs> yep. The premarital counseling that we did with him continues to echo in our heads. Um, like I mentioned before that one, um, you know, I'm, a, I'm one dot, you're another dot and we were never connecting. That's from that premarital counseling session. Right. Um, right. and as we moved around seeking other things or when I was seeking you, the dots just kept getting further apart. Exactly. But when we both look and towards and move towards one single point, which is God, we started to draw closer. Mm -hmm. Almost visualize two dots looking up at God. And as the dots move closer to that single point of God, the two dots get closer to each other as well, yeah, right? almost like a little triangle. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, it does. And it's truly amazing what happens when both of us start making God our primary goal and not yeah. other things or even each other. It really is amazing. It really is. 
we had to dismantle everything that we thought about following God. The whole trying to do instead of just trusting and following God or Jesus, right? I felt like I wasn't ready because I was such a horrible sinner. Mm-hmm. And that I personally had to cure myself before committing to God and you, which is just not true in in a sense. It is, I don't have to cure myself. I should be ready to commit to you, but I don't do the curing, right? So, And that was my mindset. Mm-hmm. And we do still struggle today, but when we struggle, we figure out that we're turning away from God, not right. each other. Right. It's such a huge piece to note, and it's a huge part of our marriage to this day. Exactly. When we have struggles, it's usually because one of us, or both of us, but one of us has worldly expectations that the other does not want to commit to, or can't commit to, even. Mm -hmm. Once we both commit to God, that's when it changes, and that's when we get closer. Yeah, and God talks so much about marriage in the Bible, too. It's not just about, you know, marriage between two people, but marriage between God and the church. He compares us as his church and his bride, and he is the groom. And when the time comes that we all return to him, we will be married forever to him and we won't ever have to worry again. Yeah, good point. Best marriage ever. (laughs) And that's so beautiful when you really, really think about it. Like, we never have to worry. Because in Ephesians, Paul talks about what husbands and wives do or should do in marriage, Mm -hmm. right? It says in Ephesians, was it chapter 5, verse 25? It says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Like, Jesus died for the church, meaning he is the ultimate husband. Because... He totally gave his life up for his wife or the church to have eternal life. It's wild, Mm -hmm. right? It's so crazy. It is so crazy when you think about it. There's a reason why marriage is so important to God. Adultery in the Bible is not just physically cheating on someone. It's a whole deeper meaning that basically says anything that you choose instead of God is committing Mm -hmm. adultery against Mm -hmm. that marriage between you, the church, and him. Right. Exactly. And when we figured this all out, everything changed. Mm -hmm. At first, marriage to me, to be honest, was almost like jail. And it sounds horrible, but you hear it everywhere nowadays. Like, better live it up at your bachelor or bachelorette party because you're stuck Mm -hmm. forever. You know, you got this one person that you can, you know, be intimate with and all this stuff. And it's, it's, some people say worse than that. You know, it's crazy. This weird... I don't know the word stigma towards marriage and like what marriage really is. And as I said earlier too, I almost felt like, well, I can't mess this up now. Even if I look at a woman lustfully, that's it. I'm married. I'm committing adultery and I'm done for forever. Right. Right. You have to realize that these things are just straight up bad for you. Yeah. And those things cause adultery between you and God. Like we're not just marrying each other here. We're also marrying God and making that commitment towards him and each other and yeah and even deeper than that we are all god's children so it's almost like if i treat you horribly i'm treating god's child horribly right and vice versa right if you treat me bad you're treating god's son in a bad way Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And you wouldn't want to hurt God's kid, right? I wouldn't want to, you know, with your dad, I I don't want to hurt his feelings by treating you horribly. Mm -hmm. So how crazy, but like how awesome, honestly. Marriage is awesome, (laughs) everyone. All right, Mm -hmm. seriously. This is not a facade, nor am I only saying this because my wife is here within punching distance of me. No, no, no. (laughs) Marriage is a beautiful Mm -hmm. picture of what God wants us to have with him. Mm-hmm. We should really embrace marriage and what it really, really means. Love it. Love it. Love it. Stacy, thank you again for joining me on here. You are a blessing to me. And without you praying for me at that time, falling to your face when I was at that all time low, I might not be talking about God today. It might not have this relationship I have with him. So thank you again. Yeah, of course. And thank you for having me on today and praise God for all of this. I never, ever would have imagined where we are today, but God is good. And I'm so very thankful for you and our marriage to each other and to him. Praise God. Yes, praise God. And really quickly, if any one of you is struggling with addiction, please definitely get professional help where needed. Okay, it's it's important to deal with these issues as early as possible so that you can continue to find full joy and peace in Christ. So talk to a pastor, talk to a psychiatrist, psychologist, peers, friends, family, whomever you trust. Just definitely deal with the situation, deal with the issues as soon as you can. Stacy and I are also available as resources to chat through addictions and marital issues as well because, well... We've been there, right? And and we'd love to help you out where we can. So would you like to close this out in prayer? Of course. Father, thank you. You create everything in perfect harmony and symphony and marriage on this earth is representative of that. You are perfect. You are love. We pray a special blessing for those who may or may not be in a relationship right now who are hurting. We pray each member of your church starts focusing on our marriage to Jesus. We also pray for those who are having happy, thriving marriages who just need the same. We thank you, we love you, and we give you all the glory. In Jesus Christ's holy name, amen. 